to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, welcome back to another episode. And uh, Carl, I don't know if you would rather do this in a Zoom call or here at Pebble Beach. What do you think? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I am so glad that we are at Pebble Beach and that we can see people in person and be here on this beautiful 18th green, especially yeah. get to, getting to sit with a very special uh, person in the industry like me. I know. Tobias Morse, uh, thank you for having us here. You're welcome. And uh, congratulations on your first year anniversary at Aston Martin. Can we can say that? <laughs> Absolutely right. And you know, it's really exciting to be back somewhere and meet people, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's my first anniversary with Aston. I joined Aston almost a year ago. Yeah. yeah. So I always say that uh, car companies or any other business, you can compare them to soccer teams. Like now, this is a big topic in Europe, right? <laughs> Where Messi going from Barcelona to Paris Saint-Germain. So when the big stars in the industry or in any sport go from team to team, it's because of a reason. Why did you join Aston Martin? I never, I never would consider me as a, as a big yeah. star. No, come on, I'm come just, on. Just, no. I'm just an engineer who's able yeah, to right. see okay. um, uh, In all honesty, Lawrence approached me January last year. Uh, he obviously raised some questions in the industry. You, you can join him on that journey with Aston Martin. <laughs> and obviously my name came up often. But you know what, what excites... And I... I I had many conversations with Lawrence about that, uh, and uh, I have been always on the other side of that journey. I, we, we used to run a corporation with Aston, Mercedes, yeah. AMG, and Aston. But you know, I thought then, okay, we can make it. We can turn around the business with Aston Martin, and you know, where else? How many small companies you have where you can make the difference in the meantime? And Aston is a great brand, and I was, I, I get, I got excited about that. Uh, and I finally end up to leave to leave AMG, to leave my safe harbor at AMG and Mercedes and um, join Lawrence on that adventure. But what we did in the last year was kind of really um, unbelievable. What we, what we changed, turnaround, growth strategy, we're moving really fast. Yeah, fast. You know, Lawrence mentioned, uh, I think there were five different goals that uh, that you guys wanted to accomplish in a, in a year, and you did that, and it, and it is, you know, quite a turnaround in 12 months. Which one of those five would you consider was the most challenging for you, and or which one was the most rewarding to accomplish? Now, very important for us was that alignment of demand and supply. Uh, what we faced last year, beginning of last year, the company faced 3,000 cars worldwide in stock. That's almost a year retail. Uh, mm-hmm. The camp and, and, and we get rid of that. Now we are on a, on a healthy basis, the normal pipeline filled 750, 800 sports cars, similar for DBX. But came in, I came in, in in August and I, I did my assessment and I saw a very heavy uh, manufacturing side. So the company was always, always forced to do that wholesale because the manufacturing side was not very flexible and very heavy in finance. So what we did, we changed the whole, the whole way how, how we live and breathe operation. So the company is now an agile company, flexible. Uh, we have a great capability how to, how to adjust our line rate and everything. So this was, this was absolutely the most important change. Uh, and now we can follow the demand and we move up and down the numbers in our assembly line 
thank God we just move it up at the moment. Mm -hmm. But that's great. Yeah. So we are on a totally different level and this was the most important thing. And then on the other side, it was the growth. Yeah. What we're going to do to reach out to 10,000 cars and we created a business plan, we created a, a rollout plan for the, for the products and we're on the journey. Yeah. And we deliver now the first derivative of an EBX by end of the year. We're going to have the next one in April next year. We create a facelift for all sports cars. We created the Valhalla. We created a new Valhalla because there was a need to create a new Valhalla. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. So going back to the team of the team, uh, you still uh, and partners like that's what makes success ultimately, yeah. right? Yeah. And you still have a um, Mercedes as a partner yeah. uh, here at uh, Aston Martin. Can you explain how how does that work? And now we approached an Ola Kalinio. So Olaf, I told him I'm about to think uh, to join Aston, and, and he bought in. He bought in in that journey, and he thought, okay, if you like to do that, then. I keep my fingers crossed for you. Must have been hard. How many years were you at Mercedes? 26 AMG. I've never been at Mercedes. I was 26. I, oh, I, I, I experienced that company with 200 people. I joined yeah. with 200 people, wow. 120 people, and I left with 2,600. So for sure, I was part of the success story of AMG. But now, all I was supportive. And then we discussed about the new leverage of our technology agreement. And finally, we came to... to, to um, to the agreement that they're gonna get shares in regards to technology exchange and that's very important because as a small company you cannot afford to run a total your own electrical architecture you always need support doing so and the powertrain using the VA toolbox gives us a lot of leverage and now we can create a bit our bespoke engine out of the AMG VA toolbox what we need for a mid-engine program you cannot take one-to-one -one a black series yeah. engine so we increase a bit the power output to 750 and things like that. And when it comes ultimately to electric drive, this relationship is absolutely crucial. Yeah, it, I mean, when I listen to what you're saying, it sounds like there's this transition of control, right? Like the market was in control based on demand and now you guys are in control. And the budget to, to develop new engines, which was limited as a small company was in control. Now you're partnered with someone like AMG and you can dip into that resource as you need it so you've got control again on this development it, 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 that seems to be the theme and obviously that's far better than feeling like you're kind of at the whim of these outside forces that you've been dealing with you know we are in control of ourselves i'd like to put it that way yeah. you know because we are in control of our manufacturing cost we lowered massive our break-even of the company within 12 months now or almost 10 months with project horizon so now we are in control. Yeah? So we have a demand on the marketplace and the demand for sports cars is, is surprising. I I'm really surprised about that. Everywhere, demand. yeah. No, and since changed we, since we cleared months. the stock, the used car pricing getting higher, the residual value are picking up. So what a surprise. Yeah? Yeah. So our product is now luxury driven, a rare good. Yeah. Yeah? And the EBX is doing really great. Everybody has great reviews about that car. So see what's going to happen with that next. So uh, Mr. Stroll mentioned, mentioned during the presentation here that you obviously have not only the business side of the, like the knowledge and the business side, but also the technicals. And that's like an incredible asset. That's why you were starting the business. And, and, and that makes you in a, puts you in a different situation with other companies that don't have that. Well, yeah, for sure. I'm, I'm, 
I'm capable to run the company as a CTO as well. Uh, and I do that at the moment because it makes no sense in that the company size. And for me, it's most important to get. And my vision is being honestly the, the performance brand when it comes to ultra luxury business. That's my vision. And I form a team around me uh, which is capable to achieve that level. Uh, so my powertrain guy, my vehicle engineering guy, new pirates, what we're doing at the moment, are all focused on that. And yeah, for sure, I'm capable to run it as a CTO, and I know what we have to apply with our products. I did suspension work on Monday with the DBX <laughs> wow. yeah, in Silverstone together with the team. Yeah. And on top of that, you can drive the cars too. <laughs> it's uh, one of my assets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Biggest difference between AMG and Aston Martin in terms of company culture? Whatever, whatever, what do you consider to be the biggest change for you and the companies? Um, AMG was for sure a much your business, a much your company, a good culture, a team alignment, really great. Um, but I found back in the days when I came into Aston Martin was kind of not that energetic. But you know what? Now we are the performance culture and that makes me really proud what we achieved regarding the cultural change in Aston over the, the recent 10-12 months. It's unbelievable. You know, we, we face the situation. That's my, my beloved example for that. We face the situation that we have a lot of people absent regarding COVID self-isolation. Uh, that's in Britain, that's uh, in UK, that's an issue. And we, we missed a few people in our assembly line. But you know what? The, everybody stood together, even the line manager, even the head of assembly. Everybody went into that assembly line and we made the cars what we like to do at that day. We produced them, and they were so proud. And even we took a picture and, uh, when, when they, uh, afterwards. It was unbelievable. This is the small level of success, and now the people getting motivated. Engineering, they pick it up, and you know you need that culture of always chasing the next level. And slowly we are there now. So finally, uh, people talk about fresh impressions. Obviously, Aston Martin has uh, 113 years of history, but uh, here in Pebble Beach. You are the star of the show. Like you're like in the main uh, course here, and like there's no other presence here. So that's another really good thing to come back to Pebble Beach because obviously last year we didn't have it. You know, I think it's very important to show everybody there's a new Aston Martin. Uh, we underpin it with products, Valhalla, our ambition, being a Formula One brand, and being in Pebble Beach is for that brand. It's unbelievable important. Uh, and we show, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very massive presence. I know that. Uh, yeah. But it's, it's really important to show everybody we are live. There's a new Aston Martin and there's more to come. Excellent. Carl? I, I mean, I think that says it all, right? You guys have really turned things around and you're, and you're showing it product-wise, presence-wise here at Pebble Beach. And uh, I think the Formula One thing really is another whole, whole element of the brand that is everyone loves to see back. So... Well, thank you very much for your time. And uh, the only thing next is like to go and drive the car sometime soon, I hope. <laughs> soon, yeah. Always yeah. a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for your time. Well, we're going to continue here in Pebble Beach with this uh, special edition with, of uh, Coming Back on the Road. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at totalcarscore.com.